0: Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hi, everyone.
1: Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your intuitive energy host, Lorraine Giordano. I hope you're having a stupendous day. I'd love to hear from you. You can uh, connect with me on Facebook at Inspired to Health. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Inspire the Number Two Health, and connect via LinkedIn at and I'll spell it out: L O R R A I N E Giordano G I O R D A N O. So, just a quick announcement before we chat with our lovely guest. Um, I'll be posting a blog. Uh, by tomorrow on the top three menstrual cups to look out for in 2018 so if you're curious or want to learn more about menstrual cups check out the blog all right so for today we have a uh a lovely guest and we're talking about a juicy topic and we're talking about relationships (laughs) So from an energetic perspective, from a chakra standpoint, the sacral chakra, which is your second chakra above your root, so think of your root at the base of your spine, and then your sacral chakra is above that, so it relates to the energy center around your lower abdomen to your navel, and in addition to relating to emotions, raw emotions, and creativity, uh, it also relates to relationships. So... Our relationship navigation specialist, Kimmy Avery, is with us today, and she's the founder of Conscious Couples Network. So she's going to share some great information on ways to have a conscious partnership and to help with some of the confusion that's going on there, you know, that's going around with men and women. So to connect with Kimmy, please check out her website. She's got a lot of um, valuable and interesting content. At the conscious couples or voraciously com, And she's going to talk about that in a few minutes. Um, and you can reach out to her on Facebook at conscious couples network, at conscious couples network. And on LinkedIn, she's at Kimmy Avery, and I'll spell that K I M I A V A R Y. And that's the same handle on Twitter. So you can follow her on Twitter. So, Kimmy, hello, welcome.
2: Hi, I'm so thrilled to be here with you. I loved our conversation the other day, and I couldn't be happier to be spending time with you right now.
1: Yes, and I'm so excited to spend some time with you. And so are our listeners, because relationships, let's face it, I mean, relationships, um, sometimes they can be really challenging. And I think the way things are working these days, they can be confusing, so... It's great to have you on and and share your insights because you've helped helped a lot of couples, correct?
2: Yes, yes. I help people, singles get into great relationships because I help them understand the opposite sex so that they can navigate their relationships more effectively. And I help couples who are struggling keeping their love and their passion alive because of misunderstandings that are just eroding their partnerships.
1: Yeah. So before we get into that and do a deep dive, how did you become a relationship navigation specialist?
2: Well, I had always wanted to meet my life partner, get married, have a family. I wanted 12 kids. I, I just was all about love. I've been, always wanted this, and it wasn't working for me. I'm 50 years old now. I am married to a great guy, and we've been together for almost 12 years, but for years and years and years, I dated great men who went on to either marry other people or didn't want to marry me, and I was really confused, really jaded, and really hurt, and I even went to two weddings of men I was deeply in love with, and I watched them marry other women. Wow. I was their buddy, like I I was so mortified and happy for them that they were happy, but I was really confused. And um, then when I was 37, I started studying about men from a masculine perspective. And it changed everything for me. I had been already coaching and I'd been a healer my whole life. And when I started studying about men, I couldn't stop talking about the insights that I had because it healed my relationship with my dad. It made sense of all the past relationships. I realized that I'd been stuck in masculine mode and Mm -hmm. I was a great buddy with the guys. I was the buddy that they wanted to hang out with, but they didn't want to marry me. I wasn't their partner in that way. And it made it possible for me to meet and marry my husband when I started understanding about men. Now, out of curiosity, how did you meet your husband? He was fixing my computer and um, it's kind of funny because I'd met him before once and he was it turns out he'd had some a traumatic experience so he was really nice but really kind of dazed and super cute and the next time when my computer was having problems I thought okay well maybe art's there. And I kind of fluffed myself up after knowing that I was going to break up with this guy I was seeing. My coach had said, call me tonight when it's done because (laughs) it was so not a match. And um, so as he's fixing my computer that it turns out the battery had just died and it wasn't actually broken. And he thought I was kind of stalking him, which I wasn't. But um, he looks at my calendar. It had popped up on the screen as the battery was charging in his store and he said so what are you doing tonight and I said well I'm breaking up with a guy I've been seeing and I'm freezing my eggs tomorrow (laughs) because I cannot stand the pressure to try to meet somebody with my biological clock going nuts and he said well when you've broken up with that guy I'd love to take you out and so I broke up with the guy that morning or actually the next morning and the next night I went out on my first date with art and that was the rest is history
1: That's amazing synchronicity. Yeah. Love it. So for listeners, you mentioned before about um, men from a masculine
2: perspective. Like You learned about that. Can you describe that a little bit more? Well, men and women are actually so different biologically, and we have different motivations and ways of being that we would be better off if we didn't speak the same language because then we wouldn't think we were communicating. And so like the masculine is this provider, protector, producer energy and the feminine is the supporter, adapter, enhancer energy. And we all have both the masculine and feminine dynamic within us. And every relationship has the masculine and feminine dynamic. When women started learning about, or when women became more empowered to be equal and earn the same money and do all the things that men did, we also decided that we were the same as men and we lost some of our feminine qualities. They sort of got hidden and obscured. And so Learning how to navigate the masculine and feminine is what I teach and what made the difference for me to understand what the heck was going on in the relationships that I had been experiencing.
1: I mean, we're almost in 2018 and based on my healing practice, even my personal journey, friends, family, it, it seems like there's so much confusion about relationship.
2: Yeah. I'd say about 90% of relationship challenges stem from misunderstandings about the masculine and feminine dynamic. Things like men and women commit differently. We have different ways of committing. If you think of the hunter being the provider, protector, producer energy, hunting the deer, you don't get the deer unless you're committed, And the feminine, going through the meadow, gathering this and that, and mushrooms and berries and edibles and beautifuls and all kinds of things, if we were only committed to one thing, we couldn't come home with an empty basket. So we change our commitments easily. We adapt based on circumstances. And we think that men do the same thing. On the flip side, men because they experience commitment, really, like, once they're in, they're all in. They think that women are like that, too. So, yeah. the st- so, the statistic, two-thirds of divorces are initiated by women, comes, and usually men are deeply surprised by that. They're broadsided by the fact that a woman leaves them. So, that just that is, it was a huge eye-opening thing for me because then i know like my husband isn't voting every day and even if i'm upset with him he's not figuring his way out where most women i know are doing that
1: yeah and from a communication standpoint and um i think you have an interesting blog about how you know women we use 25,000 words a day versus men use 5,000 yeah I mean right there that's a huge difference and so that can lead to you know as a woman not feeling shut down if if your guy is not going to respond or communicate the same way when you're pouring out your heart let's say would you agree
2: Absolutely they they get lost in the words because we're not linear so we're going subject after subject and going in different places and we and women can track these conversations and we've all experienced at least once in our lifetime where, and that's a joke, <laughs> we've all experienced the man glazing over when we're talking and we're like, oh, he just doesn't care. And then we sh- wall off our heart more and more and more. And, we, and then we stop talking. And then there's, like, guys need to know that when we stop talking, it, that is a bad sign. That means that we're we've got stuff going on in our heads. Like I don't know if I can may, be in this relationship because he's not listening, and wi- women get frustrated because men aren't giving us more details. It's a big it's a big mess up. It's it's super confusing, and when we learn how to bullet point our talking and get really to the point, which is hugely important. And also very difficult for women. There's nothing in our nature to be clear about what we need. And there's nothing in our nature to have us be direct and clear communicators. Because we feel like we're being a jerk when we're direct and clear.
1: Because when we're little girls, we're not necessarily taught to be, we're taught to be nice. Yeah. And sweet. Yeah. But not necessarily direct.
2: Oh, being direct makes us feel like we're being a jerk and a you know, I can come up with other words, but we're on radio, so I won't. <laughs> um, yeah, we're taught to be nice. And we also are, are community builders and connectors. So we finesse language and we want somebody to feel included and we don't want to rub someone the wrong way. Now, and, and truthfully, if we, rub some, if we rub a man the wrong way, we could get in trouble serious trouble if we're not careful or not around a man who's safe for us so we learned that early on
1: good point so now we're gonna have to take a break and we'll be back in two minutes and then we'll pick up the conversation i'd love i'd love us to pick up your stuck in your own head syndrome and talk about yes so we'll be back in two minutes everyone Opinions, options, answers.
0: You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. We're back.
1: We are talking with Kimmy Ivery from the Conscious Couples Network. We were just getting into what some of the confusion is about going on in relationships. As the show goes on, I think Kimmy's going to share ways to avoid some of that confusion, which is exciting. (laughs) But, um, and as the show goes on, Later on, she's gonna mention a special VIP program, so tune in for that. And uh, Kimmy, yes, yes. If you can share, because I really <laughs> like what you say about um, stuck in your own head syndrome. What what does that mean?
2: Okay, so everybody suffers from it, and I call it CEOs for short: stuck in your own head syndrome. CEOs. And it's, it's when, well, we have about 950 trillion bits of information coming into our brains every single day, give or take one or two, right? And we all naturally delete information and distort it and generalize it. We delete things that just aren't relevant. We generalize it, we go, oh, this is sort of like what I've got happening. So all there were this we say they're the same, and we distort it, we take information and because of our beliefs we'll start to see it a particular way, even if it's absolutely not even that way. So we all do that, men and women alike, and then we look at the other person as a version of ourselves. So women typically look at men as hairier. Misbehaving versions of ourselves who are either doing things we would never do, <laughs> yeah, or not doing the things we would absolutely do. And they're always in trouble, typically. And then men typically look at women as kind of smaller, emotionally indulgent, colorful versions of themselves. And they see them, like my husband will look at my computer screen and he'll say, you've got too many windows open. And I look at him like he's got three heads because having all the windows open means I can get my work done. If it's not there, I'll forget to do it. So we look at each other as misbehaving versions of ourselves and we're stuck in our own perspective and that creates serious problems for relating effectively with each other.
1: Yeah, because we're getting maybe annoyed that the other person isn't behaving or thinking the same way, same way we're thinking or feeling.
2: Exactly. Where so I will make an assumption, and and everybody does this. We make assumptions because it streams streamlines our thinking process. So we make assumptions based on CEOs or stuck in your own head syndrome. We make these assumptions that this person is like me. This person thinks like me. This person. Has a motivation that's similar to mine, and the truth is that we're. We, I can just talk about men and women, but the truth is even beyond that, every single person is unique and different. So it's much safer to just make one assumption, and that is that you don't know what the other person's thinking, and you just have to start be that as your baseline. Yeah, start that as your baseline baseline, and be curious and listen. And it's actually kind of funny for myself. Because I teach about being curious and listening, it makes me slow down and truly be curious and listen.
1: Which is helpful, right?
0: It's super
2: helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Let me ask you this. If
1: you're stuck in your head, uh, how do do you think that um, impacts your intimacy and sex life with your partner? Or you're making assumptions?
2: Well, so... Let's say a guy, um, you're with a man who has an idea about what women like based on a lover he had 20 years ago, let's say. And so he does the same things with each woman that he's with and women don't always tell them what we like. We're not always verbal or very clear about what we love instead of, we'll say, oh, don't do that or don't do that. So it's criticism And so he's making assumptions, but he still doesn't know what's going to really make your heart sing. And that gets in the way of having a great sex life. So women need to learn how to be more clear about what we need, and there's actually nothing in a woman's nature to get her to be clear on an instinctual level. So we have to rise to the occasion and learn to say, ooh, honey, that feels really good. Ooh, I love it when you touch me that way. Instead of sort of laying back and waiting and hoping and praying and maybe moving his hand, but he doesn't really know why you moved his hand. And then slowly it becomes like not a winning proposition for either person, and then they stop having sex.
1: And there's a disconnection.
2: And there's a disconnection, yeah.
1: So now your work uh, focuses on helping men and women understand each other so that they can have great relationships, but you have a deeper reason for the work you're doing. And what is that?
2: I'm all about love and I'm all about children being raised in loving families. So two adults, they can treat each other however they're going to want to treat each other. They can be jealous and they can be nasty and they can be mean. I, you know... I'm not into fixing every single person on the planet. If they want to do that, bless them. I send them love. Now, if they've got children involved, I really care. I want children to be raised with two parents who are treating each other kindly so that they can choose a relationship in their future with somebody who will treat them kindly. And I, I remember years ago, I had a. I worked at a clothing store and there was this woman whose husband was beating her up. And she would come to work, but she wouldn't leave him because it felt safe. At, safer to have a man there than not at all. And I was like, you've got a daughter. Your daughter is going to grow up to be, meet a man who treats her that way because that's what you're showing her. If you, if you want to really help your daughter have a good life, you've got to show her a different way of being. You've got to have the courage to leave that situation or learn how to communicate effectively or create partnership, but, but staying in that, you're gonna wound your daughter for life.
1: And did she, did that resonate with her? Did she hear what you were sharing? She,
2: she eventually left, you know, um, I'm a big fan of like, I don't have a job if someone hasn't asked. I support them and I'll drop them hints or that kind of thing. But if she wants to stay, she wants to stay. She did eventually leave, thank God. Um, and then in that case, the daughter gets to see the mother take, taking a stand for herself and protecting herself and making that choice for her wellness. Um, but yeah, it is it is essential that, to me, the children are raised in loving homes and, I, and that can be with the parents together or not. I'm going to be starting a radio show next year, a podcast. And one of my guests is going to be a woman who is, has a son with, a previous, with her husband, former husband, who's now married and they have two daughters. And she and this uh, new wife are very close and they're committed to raising the children in a loving way. So that everybody wins. Now, to me, that is what partnership's all about.
1: Yes, and how that ripples out, you can't can't quantify the ripple effect, because that goes generation to generation to generation.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so it seems to me that where we are right now, people are more aware. Let's say maybe, I'm 50 as well, but during our parents' Um, generation or older, there was less communication or people just kind of sucked it up and and just carried on. Whereas there's more awareness. People are talking about stuff more, which is positive. But do you think, um, even like what's going on with me too, where's the opportunity? How does conscious... even the name of your business, Conscious Couples, whether you're together or not, how do you think, where's the opportunity in that for where we are right now?
2: Well, the opportunity has to be in healing the pain and listening to each other's pain and not coming at it from an attack, but saying, look, that's a paradigm that happened it's been going on for eons and now we want to have a different experience now let's talk about making consent sexy let's talk about making partnership um the like the intention to have partnership the goal and like you were saying you know before there were we just would suck it up we would do what we thought was Right. And I remember my mom ended up leaving my dad. And before she did, she um, had this, she'd said to me, well, you and your dad, you know, you're not married to him. So you don't have to stick around. And she ended up leaving him about five years later, because she realized she didn't have to stick around. And unfortunately, she didn't know what I know about men. Which would have transformed her relationship with him, because when I started applying it to my dad, I went through years and years of fighting with my dad to a new place of, of really appreciating him as a human being and getting the support that I've always needed from him because I learned how to ask for it.
1: Which is so powerful.
2: yeah. I mean, if you had told me years ago that I would have had a sweet relationship with my dad now, I would have been like, haha, yeah, right. There's no way. And it so I, I see so much pain that needs to be sort of triumphed over in some way where we're listening to the wounding and saying, okay, I'm sorry he hurt you. I'm sorry she hurt you. Now let's have a new conversation.
1: That's beautifully said. Yeah. Right before we go to break, you mentioned that you're going to have a radio show in 2018. Yeah. What's the name of the show so our listeners well, can tune in?
2: Oh, my goodness. It's going to be called The New Partnership Paradigm. And, and that's also a, a
1: new book coming out, too, right?
2: That's right. That's right. The New Partnership Paradigm. And it's going to be, we'll be launching that. It'll be a podcast show in February. So, and also with, uh, on RHG TV channel.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back in a couple of minutes and continue our conversation with Kimmy Avery from the Conscious Couples Network.
0: are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredthehealth.net Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. We're
1: back. We're with Kimmy Avery from the Conscious Couples Network. She's giving us some juicy relationship insights and advice. And um, Kimmy, if you can share your special offer. I think what's important, at least it's one of my passions, is that I think so many people let's say, suffer silently or don't realize there, there are resources out there. So whether you're trying to heal your womb or heal your relationship, you don't have to do it alone. And there's people, awesome, amazing people out there that can help you. So Kimmy, what is uh, <laughs> what is a special offer that you're, you're going to share? Uh,
2: I have a relationship breakthrough session that is an opportunity to chat with me and really get some good, focused coaching on what's happening for you in your relationship situation. And that can be found at KimmyAvery.com slash R-B-S. And that's K-I-M-I-A-V as in Victor. A is in Apple, R-Y dot com slash R-B-S. And it's a private session for just one person or both people in the relationship can come or a single person. So it's just an opportunity to really get some good feedback. And then as a special gift with that, I will gift you um, a video program called the real truth about successful communication between men and women that is transforming lives everywhere. Really? It's amazing. So, um, In fact, one person just recently bought this program, this mini sort of starter kit, and she had been working with another coach who said, oh, you've got to leave your husband. It's, you know, it's over. It's not working. You've got to go. You've got to just buckle up and do it. And she listened to this video series, and her feedback to me was, well, it went on and on for about half an hour. About how amazing it was, and how her husband had smiled for the first time in years at her, and she actually felt like going home. And we're diving deeper into some more coaching because it's already changed her life.
1: That's wonderful.
2: Yeah. So, two
1: questions out of what you just shared. So, for listeners who are like Kimmy Lorraine, all right. So, I have some, you know, difficulties in with my partner, but I truly love them, and I know my partner loves me, and and that should be enough to make this work. We'll get through it. do you Do you think love is enough to make no. a relationship?
2: It makes me so sad. I wish it was because I am all about love. and And it's not enough. You have got to learn how to navigate relationships successfully. And the sad thing is is that people will wing it, and when you wing it, you get wing it results. And you, <laughs> you know, right? And if you're modeling your parents who had bad relationships, that's not going to go well. And each person, each individual on the planet is like their very own special culture. So even if you grew up next door to somebody, you would think that oh, we should get along because we got along. We grew up next door to each other. Well, that's not true. And it, I wish it was, but it's not. So it, I'm a really big advocate for getting help before the proverbial poop is hitting the fan you know don't wait get help get education in fact in college i developed a premarital enrichment program for people to get help before the upsets were happening
1: very proactive
2: very smart yeah yeah and a lot of people wait and some there are some programs at churches and synagogues and religious opportunities that are or organizations that Help people to do a little bit of that, which is fabulous. But they're still not teaching the dynamic of the masculine and feminine. And without that, it's really challenging to make the relationship work.
1: And what's the most important factor in a relationship for longevity? Because when we chatted, you asked me that and I got the answer wrong. But yeah,
0: <laughs> I think
1: that also plays a role into... Um, not making assumptions and yeah what are your what what is the most important factor
2: okay so this is this was found out and discovered in a 40-year long study at UC Berkeley and some people would say it was communication and they would say it was you know sticking in there and all that but actually it's just simply a woman's ability to recover after an argument Dun, 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 dun. Dun, I know, and it doesn't <laughs> matter if he's already recovered, because if he's recovered and we're still upset, oh, we are, you know, it'll be like off with his head, and that's not going to go very well, but if we've learned how to recover and and come back to the conversation and keep, and learning how to express appreciation for the things that are already happening And looking for those things, and then um, instead of expressing criticism, and learning how to recover. Learning how to recover is critical, and I do that, I work with that all the time with my clients.
1: And learning how to recover, that doesn't just apply to, you know, men and women relationships, it applies to gay and lesbian relationships, and all different forms of relationships, would you say?
2: Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. So I did a program at a large multinational corporation. It was a three-day workshop called the Workplace Navigation System Beyond the Glass Ceiling. And so there were men and women engineers that I was working with. And the reason they brought me in is they spent a fortune recruiting women. And then those women... Uh, they went on to educate them to be perfect engineers for what they needed and then after about four years they would leave because they didn't feel respected, they didn't feel like their opinions mattered and they didn't feel heard at work. So what we worked with was them being clear about what they need, learning how to express appreciation for the things that were already happening and also a clear clarity about what they needed and they were able to understand what was going on so if they walked into a man's office to say something and they before my work they would interrupt them and the man would be a little bit huh grumpy and then they learned how to apply what I call the respect factor and said hey I'm sorry to interrupt I've got a quick question when would be a good time and the guy would go oh give me five minutes or can we talk in half an hour and then when talk time came The relation like the guy would sit down and single focus listening to her, and the next thing you know, she felt respected. She felt heard and she felt validated and she felt like she was an important part of the company. It was that simple.
1: It's kinda like it seems so obvious, right?
2: It seems (laughs) obvious, but we interrupt each other as women all the time. All the time. And we think that we can interrupt men because we think they're like women and when we do that they will not be so happy. You know, I remember I, my father had invited me to live with him during grad school, which was a super big surprise because of the way we were fighting. And within my, the first 3 hours I thought, "Oh my god, I made the biggest mistake of my life coming home to live with him." And because we were already fighting. So then I started studying about men and I learned that I was always interrupting a man, which ladies, it's not a pejorative statement to say that. It's just reality. We're interrupting a single focused human being. And even if a woman's in masculine mode, we're interrupting her. So I learned that I was interrupting him. So instead of walking up to his desk and saying, Hey dad, what do you want for dinner? And having him jump out of his skin and getting into an argument with him instead of that, I said, Hey dad. And I'd wait and he'd finish typing his sentence, and he'd look over at me, and he'd say, "Yes, Kimberly," and I'd say, "What would you like for dinner?" And he'd say, "Hmm, how about spaghetti?" And I'd say, "Okay," <laughs> and I'd go make spaghetti, and we'd sit down, and we'd have a beautiful meal together. It was ridiculously simple and ridiculously powerful.
1: Awesomely That's a great powerful. example. Nice yeah. example. Thank so you. let me let me ask you about because you mentioned it before. But exploring voracious, uh, voraciously curious. Um, That's such even saying voraciously curious. It's a enlivening, energizing thing to say, isn't it? (laughs) Rather than assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than assumptions.
2: Yeah.
1: So, how does being voraciously curious help partners?
2: Well, it's an intention. So it's. I spent the last six months writing a chapter in a book called Voraciously Curious about my grandmother. The book's The Grandmother Legacies. And I I had a workshop in August called Voraciously Curious. And I'm doing it again in a year from now in August. Well, not quite a year now. And because of that, I, because I'm teaching it, I started being even more curious than I already was. And what I'm noticing is that just the intention to be curious calms down my instinctual impulses to be upset about something and helps me to be open to somebody else's point of view. And when I'm open, then I can really hear what that person's saying. And what happens in relationships often is that we make the assumption that we know everything about that person. We don't have room for them to grow and evolve And then we sort of, I don't know, it becomes fallow. It becomes like dead earth, so to speak. And instead, the voraciously curious enlivens the experience and allows people to evolve in partnership. Now, do you think, um,
1: with the assumptions, do you think women assume more than that they know versus men? That they have to know or they know?
2: No, based on your experience? Do we, do we, the question is, do women more than men assume that they know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I think so, maybe a little bit more. But the challenge is that we'll assume that we know and we will act on our assumptions about men, which are most often wrong. (laughs) And then... Men will maybe make an assumption, but they also make the assumption that if you, as his partner or female friend or woman in his life, wanted him to know something, then you would just tell him. So when you don't just tell him, he's just like, well, I guess she doesn't want me to know. So he won't ask, which has women feeling like he doesn't care Uh uh-huh because questions occur to men as if we are prying and they don't want to pry so when we're asking a lot of questions it can feel like an interview so there's an art to that to have it be um respectful and opening rather than laser focused and is it like this and this and this and making us it just can be ugly if we're not careful
1: That's a really important point. Thank you for sharing that. So let's take a break and we'll be back. If you could just remind listeners of the offer.
2: Yeah, it's a VIP coaching session and it's uh, 90 minutes, an opportunity for us to work together to really explore what's going on in your relationship experience, whether you're single partnered or a partner flying solo as an opportunity to talk to together And get coaching. And also, as a special gift with that, there's the real truth about successful communication video program that is yours. And the whole VIP session is $97. Awesome.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. And we'll be back in two minutes.
0: Are listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspired now back to the womb happy hour
1: welcome back hi everybody this is lorraine giordano we are chatting with Kimmy Avery, she is a relationship navigation specialist, and she's been sharing some awesome, insightful, and powerful ways to have a stronger partnership. Um, Because we're wrapping up 2017, heading into 2018, she just shared a special offer, and you can find that offer, I'm just going to say her website, uh, at com. And what's the slash?
2: Slash the RBS.
1: Okay. So, and I'll say her website again before we close out. So, Kimmy, you're going to have a podcast in February starting. Because yes. the more that we talk about relationships, the more I think the, the better we're definitely going to be. Not only Happy. for the partnerships, like you were saying, but for children as well. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have the podcast and you're also coming out with a book. Yeah. That's um, John Gray is is. How is he involved?
2: He's endorsed it. I've worked with him off and on for years and um, among other people, but he's really excited about it. And, you know, it, it sort of takes his work a little further. Um, and it's the new partnership paradigm And the publishers, uh, well, anyway, so it's the new partnership paradigm, and really it's about uplifting our conversations between men and women so that we can shine our light. For me, when I look around, I see people in relationship distress, and they don't even have the energy to vision. They don't have the energy to share their calling with the world Because they're too busy in day-to-day survival in their relationship, whether they're single or in a relationship. So if you're single and happy, awesome. That makes me thrilled. If you're single and miserable, that's where you've got the damper on. If you're happily in a relationship, awesome. But if you're miserable in your relationship and you're chronically upset about something that's happening or about misunderstandings or feeling unheard or unloved or undervalued all of those things, then you end up not being able to share what I would call your God-given light or goddess-given light or the divine light in you that each and every person has. We all have something that is a gift for the world. And when we can't shine it because of upsets, it is a real sad state of affairs, I, I believe.
1: I believe that too. And on previous shows that... um guests that I've had on the Womb Happy Hour, you know, we've talked about some of the shifts going on of balancing masculine and feminine energy and how important that is. And so, um, you know, feminine energy, let's say, is getting stronger and rising uh, in order to help balance. It's not the at the exclusion of masculine. It's just as a strengthening to, to balance. So how do you think the new partnership paradigm helps with um, balancing that masculine feminine individually and then collectively?
2: I think it helps because when when we understand what's going on in the masculine instinctual mode and the feminine instinctual mode, then we can rise above it. So I like to look at it in terms of there being two circles in front of me. One is the lower circle that's Um, imagine it like a yin yang sign so masculine on one side feminine on the other and that's our default mode you can tell it's the default when you are like instinctually or you're immediately upset about something that when you think about it you go oh well maybe that wasn't such a big deal you can talk yourself down from it but the initial response is this oh upset right And then if you imagine the other circle above it, to me, that's where conscious choice lives. And you can be the most conscious, spiritual person in the world, and I've met numerous amazing leaders, men and women, whose relationships are falling apart because they don't understand the masculine and feminine mode. So when you learn how to understand that, then you can get back to conscious choice. Then you can get back to shining your light to the world. And... How this plays out on a like national level or international global level is that we need the balance. It's if it's not balanced, then we have more wars, we have more tension, we have more battles, more upsets. When it becomes balanced and both sides are appreciated, and both um, in like natures are celebrated then we can have, like, masculinity from an amazingly positive leadership role and femininity from an amazing positive leadership role. And that is where we can really create harmony on the in the planet. That's my big vision.
1: Well, that's where the big opportunities exist.
2: Yeah. So,
1: Kimmy, we're going to have to close in a few minutes. This has gone by so fast. But thank you so much for for being part of the show.
2: No, oh, my deep appreciation for you for stepping forward and shining and being out in the world doing your thing on your show, because we need voices of transformation out in the world. So you, in fact, you inspired me to do my show. There you go. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> very cool. And we have, uh, we're in partnership together yes. uh, with the Grandmother Legacies book. Yeah. So that is a beautiful uh, connection. And for those listening who haven't gotten their book yet, please check it out on Amazon. It's called The Grandmother's Legacies. And um, it's an international bestseller. So congrats to us. And many thanks to Rebecca Hall Geithner.
2: Yes.
1: All right. So to connect with Kimmy, um, I'm going to list out some of her websites, ConsciousCouplesNetwork.com.
2: And let me just say something there, ConsciousCouplesNetwork.com, there's a free e-zine right now, and it's called Building Treasured Relationships e-zine, so you can go get a free gift there. Great. And
1: then VoraciouslyCurious.com, and then KimmyAvery.com, where the special gift slash RBS, where you can get your special gift. She is on Facebook at Conscious Couples Network. She is on LinkedIn, Kimmy Avery, and on Twitter at Kimmy Avery. So, please reach out to her. Again, thank you so much for your relationship wisdom and for sharing. And here is to the new partnership paradigm in 2018. Yay!
2: Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Exciting.
1: Yeah. And um, I'd like to thank everyone listening tonight. And uh, Louie, my little pooch, is getting a little hyper. So, um Thank you for listening, and uh, remember to take some deep breaths and send some light and love to your womb. Please check out my website at inspiredtohealth.net. I'm also on Facebook, inspired to health and on Twitter, inspired to health And uh, I look forward to talking to you next week. You're listening to Lorraine Giordano on the Womb Happy Hour.
0: Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the womb happy hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Have an excellent week.